there's lots to do in the summer garden. You could be pottering about, doing a bit of weeding, a little bit of pruning, a bit of deadheading, making sure the bedding plants are looking good. But there's one chore which really gets highlighted in summer and that's watering. Sometimes the weather is hot and dry. We get so little rain that the soil dries out and the reserves of moisture that the plants can tap into disappears completely. Also, we've got pots and containers and hay baskets and window boxes and all of those things will dry out if you don't regularly water them, even if it's raining. Pots and baskets really don't get moist. Watering becomes part of our daily gardening routine. Now, when you're gardening, often at planting time, you'll dig lots of lovely fresh farm manure or homemade compost into the soil to improve the water holding capacity of your ground. If you're growing vegetables, you might put lots of compost underneath your marrows and courgettes and beans and crops so that the roots have got that reserve of moisture, which is held in that moisture rich organic matter to tap into but even that can dry out during summer. Now you'll know plants are short of moisture because they sometimes tell you the leaves can start to wilt and droop. I've noticed this during really hot periods of weather on things like hydrangeas where the leaves will start to flag or on my courgette plants on a hot day, the leaves have wilted even though I watered the crops the night before. The plants just can't take up enough moisture. And one of the first things that plants do is to wilt. The leaves turn lax and flaccid and they start drooping down. In some ways that helps the plant conserve more moisture but it is a sign that you need to be watering those crops. The other thing is to look at the soil itself. This can sometimes tell you how dry it is. The soil surface will be dry and crumbly and if you've got clay soil like I've got here then the ground can sometimes crack and fissures start developing in the soil and these deep cracks have create, been created during the dry weather. The ground really is dry and even if it does rain or you water it the water can drain straight through the soil and it's lost completely. If your soil does really dry out in summer, something you can do earlier on in the year is to mulch the borders like I do here. Going to cover a little bit more on that later on, but mulching is just spreading a nice layer of organic material over the soil surface to help to lock in more moisture. But when you think about watering, just remember one thing. When you first plant things in your garden, maybe it's been grown in your greenhouse or you've bought it from a nursery, it's in a little ball of compost and you put that in the ground and usually it's best to water it in. Watering in helps to settle the soil around the, uh, the root ball of the plant itself and helps those roots know that there's moist soil around to start to explore. But if all you do is every night go out and water more and more, you actually do sometimes more harm than good. By always providing that moisture, it prevents the plant itself from sending roots wide and deep to explore the soil around for moisture. What you want is for the plant to become self-sufficient, to find the moisture around, to root more deeply, to create that wide root system. So actually tapering off your frequency of watering, watering less regularly means that the plant itself is going to produce a good wide root system and be able to support itself when the weather turns warmer.
The other thing you do if all you do is go out every night and use a sprinkler and water the soil surface is you encourage weed seeds which are in that soil to germinate and that can sometimes give you an even bigger weed problem during the year. Watering just close to the root ball of the plant or letting the water go down deeply is more important. Try water less frequently but really well. Water so that the water soaks down into the deeper layers of the soil. Don't water little and often, just wetting the soil surface and encouraging the plant to just produce roots in those upper layers of soil. Water well and water thoroughly so that the water soaks down. So that might mean that you only have to water perhaps every week or every 10 days or every two weeks or even less frequently. Getting plants to establish on their own and only watering when it's absolutely essential. So sometimes plants do need to be watered. The beds and borders are flagging. You've got newly planted things in the beds themselves. They need to be watered in. Or the pots and the baskets and the window boxes need their regular supply of moisture. So I do a couple of things. One thing I do is try and conserve as much rainwater as I possibly can. I've got water butts attached to the gutters of my greenhouse. So the guttering goes along from the greenhouse roof and goes down into some water butts. And I collect as much rainwater as I can in those. You may be able to put some water butts from the guttering from your conservatory or your house or your garage or your shed. Anywhere that you can attach a water butt next to the downpipe, which comes from your gutters, you can use to save rainwater. And then you can fill up your watering can with that rainwater and recycle it and water your garden plants. It's a really good way of making use of rainwater and saves you turning on the tap. And if you want to recycle water, don't forget that just doing your washing up or rinsing things in the kitchen sink, if you put a plastic bowl in there, it's amazing the amount of water that you can collect in that. So rather than it just running straight out of the sink, down the drain, and it's been wasted, you can collect the water. You can take that bucket of water, and if your lawn is starting to look a little bit brown, you can throw the water onto that. If you've got some pots and containers, you can tip the water from the bowl into those, or you can just take the, the bowl itself and tip the water into your watering can and use that for watering around the garden. Recycling your own water, grey water it's often called, even if there's maybe a little bit of washing up liquid in it, it shouldn't cause a problem. But it's just when you're rinsing things, you're washing vegetables, you're rinsing mugs and cups and things, rather than just doing it in an open sink, put a bowl in there, collect that grey water and use that for watering your garden. So if you can fill up your watering can from your water butt, your grey water from the kitchen sink. Use that for, say, watering your patio pots and containers, keeping those watered through the summer, watering regularly to make sure the compost doesn't dry out completely. For your hanging baskets, water in the top, let the water soak through. And you might have noticed, even though I put a little piece of foil in the bottom of my hanging baskets to act as a reservoir and save a little bit of water in the hanging basket itself, water does drip through the hanging basket. So what I do is I put other patio pots, like my pots of ferns, underneath my hanging baskets so that any excess water that drains through the basket goes onto the pots below and gives them their daily watering. Now plants growing in patio pots 
and baskets do really rely on the gardener for watering. So there's a good start point actually before we get to this point, before we get to high summer and the weather has warmed up. Do remember that when you put things in pots, try and buy the biggest pots you can because bigger pots hold more compost and hold more moisture. Now, if I've got things in terracotta pots and I've got lots of my plants like this osteospermum growing in these terracotta pots, which look lovely. They're weighty, they're stable, they look really natural, but I line the inside of that terracotta pot just with some old bits of compost bags, some old bits of polythene before I fill with compost and plant them up. Terracotta is a very porous material and the pot itself can lose moisture through the sides. So to stop the pot losing so much of that moisture, just lining the pot with some plastic stops the moisture being lost through the sides of the pot. So start off by just lining the inside. Don't cover the drainage holes at the bottom, leave those open. Then the other thing I do in my pots and my hanging baskets, particularly for things that I'm growing outside for the summer, like this beautiful Alstroemeria Havana, is I will mix in some slow release uh, gel, some slow release water releasing gel into the compost at planting time. This is something you'll find available in garden centers. It's a white crystalline uh, material and it absorbs water. You can mix it into the compost dry if you want and it will swell when it absorbs water or you can make it up into a gel before you mix it into the compost and that helps lock in more moisture making sure that there are better reserves of moisture in the compost throughout the summer stops it drying out so quickly. When it comes to watering some people ask is there a best time of day to water and so yes I think actually First thing in the morning, early morning is a good time, or late at night. Early in the morning, you just make sure that all the plants have got enough moisture to keep them going during the day. Also, the sun hasn't got too strong, so if you do get any water on the leaves of the plants when you're watering, it's not going to scorch. So early morning watering is good, making sure all those plants, particularly in pots and baskets, have been topped up with moisture for the day. Also at the evening time is good. It's a cooler in the evening. Again, if I splash water around, it's not going to scorch in the sun if you get it on the leaves of the plants. And you top up the moisture so that those plants have got the nighttime period to absorb that moisture ready for the new day ahead. But if you do notice at the height of the day that a plant needs water, then water it. Just be careful not to wet the leaves. Just pull the leaves back and get some water on the surface of the compost for it to soak down. Now how much water a plant needs very much depends on the individual plants. You'll have some plants which need very little water at all. Things like pelargoniums or geraniums that we go for summer bedding, they will really withstand some dry periods of time. Succulents as well are plants which don't need much water. I've got some pots here of a lovely succulent echeveria. That really needs very little moisture. So if it's hot weather, you can leave that unwatered. I've got another beautiful plant here called a sedum. This one is called sedum atlantis. And again, this being a succulent leafed plant, 
doesn't need much watering. So if you're looking for plants to grow on your patio that put on a, a nice display, but don't need much moisture, then it's quite a lot to choose from. Some of the alpine plants, like house leeks or sempervivums, are really good in patio pots. Sedums or the ice plants I've mentioned, herbs and things like that, whether you've got rosemary or thyme or a range of silver-leafed herbs, particularly Mediterranean plants, they don't need much water, but other plants do. And I usually start, so should you put watering plants from the top, water the compost at the top of the plant just under the leaves so that the water will soak down into the compost and then i'm a great fan of standing my summer patio pots in saucers large saucers so that i can top that up with water whenever you're watering morning or evening even during the day and leave that reservoir of water for the plants to absorb if i top the saucers up first thing in the morning it doesn't matter if the base of that pot is standing in water, the compost will just soak it up. It's not going to make the roots waterlogged. But if I go back a little bit later in the day and I notice that all that water is gone, I can top up that reservoir of water again. Now, one thing lots of people get worried about during the summer is that lawn starts to scorch off and turn brown. Don't worry, it will soon recover when the rains come back. I leave my lawn a little bit longer during hot weather. Don't cut it too short because the grass can scorch off more quickly. So as a rule of thumb, leave the grass a little bit longer if the weather's going to be dry and lay off cutting the lawn completely. If you get brown patches develop, don't worry. The grass might look dead, but it really will recover after a few weeks of rain and water. Some people at some times of year, perhaps if they've laid some new turf or they've sown a new lawn, might get a sprinkler and put the lawn sprinkler onto the lawn and leave that going. And fine, if you've got no hosepipe band in your area and you're allowed to use a sprinkler, that could be fine. Setting the sprinkler up on the lawn, turning it on and letting it water the area can keep the grass growing during dry weather. So there's always a time and a place for using a sprinkler. But to be honest, we don't want to waste water in the summer. So don't worry if your lawn turns brown. It really will recover when conditions improve. Now I mentioned mulching and that's a word you'll often hear gardeners batting about. A mulch is basically a layer of organic material that you'll spread over the surface of your soil. That organic matter can be taken down into the soil by the worms and other soil organisms to gradually enrich the organic content of your soil. That layer also protects the surface of the soil from drying out. So water will drain through and rain will drain through reaches the soil below and soaks down but the mulch stops a water evaporating up so quickly and a mulch also suppresses annual weeds so if there's weed seeds in the soil by putting a mulch over the top it can stop some of those annual weed seeds from germinating now i usually spread my mulches over my borders when i'm clearing up the garden during the winter and the spring the last things i've done when i've tidied up the borders say around my roses is to spread on that lovely mulch and then that's in place before the plant starts to grow you can use it in your flower borders and things as well get a mulch in place and that can lock in moisture and help the borders survive without the need for too much water during the summer months.
But if the weather is really going to heat up and you're worried about some of the tender plants you've got in your garden, or perhaps you're going away on holiday and you're really concerned that those plants will suffer while you're away, then rather than leave them out in full sun, like this lovely Alstroemeria sunshine, you can move the pots to a more shaded position out of the sun and that takes the demand for moisture off them. It stops them drying out so quickly during hot weather. So just move those pots into the shade and by keeping those plots shadier it means that they will survive for longer. They just don't need so much moisture. If you can put some sort of shady material around them that might be something you'd like to consider in your garden. Some people put a, a sail or an awning or something over parts of their beds or patios to keep the heat of that midday sun off their plants. Keep the plants out of the sun and in the shade and they won't need so much water during the summer months. Now there are a few things that gardeners can do to make their life easier when it comes to watering. If you've got a lot of things in patio pots or baskets you can buy trickle irrigation systems which you can attach watering pipe work uh, around your house, around your patio with little nozzles, little drip nozzles at the end of each pipe. Position one of those nozzles in the top of each pot and then when you turn the tap on that will automatically deliver water to the individual pots. If you want you can automate the whole thing. You can get a little computerized tap timer which you fit to your garden tap you put the pipework onto that, you set the time and that will water at particular times for particular durations. So literally you can set the timer and leave that to water all your patio pots automatically. This is the perfect thing to buy if you've got a lot of things in containers and you're going away on holiday you can set up the system and it will look after the watering while you're away. If you want you can put the little sprinklers and things around your borders as well and you can even buy entire sprinkler systems to automate watering of your whole garden. The other thing you can do is to buy some leaky or seeping hose. This I think is made out of old recycled black car tyres and this length of hose can literally be plugged onto the tap or a garden hose at one end and when you turn the water on water seeps out along the entire length of the hose. So in a border like this shade border here or I've seen it in gardens that I've visited in big long herbaceous borders. They've run lengths of this hose right the way through the border up and down and zigzagged through all the plants in the border and that means that the gardeners at the end of the day can plug on the hose, turn on the tap and water all their borders much more quickly than if they were going to go and do it by hand. In my own garden I run lengths of this hose along the lengths of my fruit, particularly my blackberries and my taberries and my raspberries and that means that I've just woven the hose along the whole length of the fruit and I can just water by plugging in the hose. I also use this around some of my crops, particularly my outdoor tomatoes. I've taken the seat hose and I've taken it in and out, zigzagged around my tomato plants and that way rather than watering each individual plant every few days I can turn on the tap, plug it onto this hose pipe and water all of my tomatoes in one go. Just leave it on for it might be 15, it might be 20, it might be 
30 minutes, however long the length of hose is and however many plants you've got. If you want, you can even spread this leaking hose through your borders and then cover it with a mulch of bark or compost or other material. And that way it just locks in the moisture as the water seeps out. It's not going to evaporate off the top, it will drip down and the mulch will conserve that moisture. Now many crops need watering too. Things like salad leaves, lettuce and other things really do need a lot of moisture to grow. So make sure you give your salad crops and some of those veg some water every morning, last thing at night on a really hot day. Beans, whether it be runner beans, climbing beans, French beans, these have a really, really high demand for water. So though at planting time, I put plenty of compost in the soil itself. So it's a good reserve of, of compost in there to soak up and hold on moisture. You will need to water these regularly through the summer, particularly when they're coming into flower, like my beans are now at flowering time. If you don't water, then the flowers can wilt and the bees can't pollinate the blooms. So do keep your beans well watered mulch them as well, spreading compost over the surface of the soil around them helps to conserve moisture too. Now crops like sweet corn I've got behind me here, sweet corn won't need that much moisture. These plants are really used to hot dry conditions. Maybe I'll give them some water if conditions were really really bone dry and the ground was starting to crack but otherwise I'll leave things like sweet corn to their own devices. But it's those leafy crops, it's fruiting crops that need moisture or things like courgettes. Courgettes really do have a high demand for moisture. So make sure at the beginning of a hot day you really soak the soil around them. With some crops outside I make a little bit of a moat around them when I plant them. So I'll plant the crop and I'll mound the soil up almost like a little moat so when I water the plant individually I can put water around the neck of the plant and it fills up a little moat and then it gradually soaks away. It just means that water is directed really where you want it into the root zone of the plant itself. Or how about strawberries? Strawberries are a real firm favourite for the homegrown gardener. You can grow them in beds outside, keep those watered, particularly when the crops are in flower and the fruits are starting to develop because a shortage of water will result in really small fruits. So you want to have a bumper crop to enjoy, don't you, of really juicy, sweet fruits. I grow lots of my strawberries in pots and containers. Uh, I move these to the greenhouse to keep them away from the birds too. But again, once they're flowering and the fruits are starting to swell, I must make sure that those plants don't go short of water because I want to make sure I'm harvesting a real bumper crop. Potatoes are another crop that really needs a lot of moisture. If you're growing potatoes in very dry ground, you really won't get a very good crop. So whether you've got potatoes in the ground or you're growing them in pots and tubs and containers, do make sure you keep them well watered as those tubers are starting to swell and ripen up and you really will boost your yields during the summer months. And there are a few other things I've seen gardeners use to keep their plants watered, whether it be outdoor patio pots or hanging baskets or even houseplants indoors. And that is to get some ice or some ice cubes and just put these on the surface of the compost at the beginning of a hot day. And these will gradually melt 
over the course of the next hour or two and the water will soak down into the compost to keep the pots watered. You could do the same on your house plants, a little block of ice on the top of each one, it will just melt over the course of an hour or so to water the compost or you can use it in the hanging baskets and containers. The other thing you can do is you can use a lot of devices to make pot bottles or drink bottles, plastic bottles of some sort into self-watering containers. Usually they'll come with some sort of device that you'll put on the top of the bottle or you maybe have to drill some holes in the top, fill it up with water and then you upturn it and you put it over your basket or your pot. That water will slowly soak down into the compost. So this reservoir of moisture will slowly drip 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 into the compost to keep the pots or the baskets watered during the course of a hot day. Now don't forget your garden wildlife during the summer either. I've got bird bath in my garden and I keep that cleaned out regularly and topped up with water during the summer. Keeping that level of water high means that birds have always got something to bathe and something to drink. If you don't have a bird bath like I've got then you can get yourself a little saucer and fill that up with water and just put saucers around the garden, a bowl, a saucer, anything like that. It's something that birds can clamber into, have a clean and have a drink during the day. Insects also need water. Bees and other insects, you'll find them coming up to your bird baths and your water saucers or pebble dishes. Just a little saucer filled with pebbles topped up with water and they will drink from that as well. So try and provide some water around the garden. If you've got a pond, so much the better. If you haven't, a bird bath or a saucer of water is the next best thing. Now down this whole sunny south-facing side of the greenhouse where I'm growing my tomatoes and my cucumbers, I've got this series of pots. This is an automatic watering system called the Autopot. These um, systems of pots have got a reservoir in the bottom connected up with some pipework which leads to a water butt at the end. All I've got to do every week or so is to top up this tank of water. Just literally fill the tank up completely and the water will just flow from this tank into the trays at the bottom, the green trays. They've got a little float system in them which as the water fills up the float raises, turns the water flow off, the plants use the water, the float drops down and when the water in the tray at the bottom has been used up it opens up the valve again and fills up and keeps the system self-watering. So I reckon this tank of water here will probably supply the plants here for a, a really good week, 10 days, sometimes even two weeks. But the height of the summer when the plants are fully grown and it's a really hot day, maybe I've got to top this tank up maybe once a week, but certainly will keep the plants watered every day without me needing to do too much at all. And all I do is add some liquid feed, something like tomorite or tomato fertilizer. And when I top the tank up with water, literally I add some of this at the same time. So I've got a lovely liquid high potash feed, which is what my crops really want. And that keeps the plants watered and fed automatically. Just takes the daily chore, one of those daily chores off me. Now something else you can do in the summer to reduce 
the stress of the hot weather on your plants is to raise the humidity in the greenhouse. And to do that, literally every morning, once I've opened up the vents, is to damp down the greenhouse floor. I just leave a really good layer of moisture all over the floor itself. And this water will gradually evaporate as the temperature rises and that increased humidity means that there's less stress on the plants themselves. Now, plants growing in individual pots and trays can be watered by hand. Just means you can give individual plants the individual water they need. But when you've got a lot of plants in the greenhouse, like I've got some strawberry plants here, I've got these in trays, I can just put some water in the top of each pot, let that drain down and leave a reservoir of water in the base for the plants to take up from the bottom on hot days. But the other thing you can do is to make a slightly more automated system. This tray, plastic tray, comes with a metal shelf and if you use a piece of capillary matting, get this at garden centres or mail order suppliers, I'll lay this on top of the tray, I'll make a little wick dipping the edge of the capillary matting down into the base and keeping that base full of water means that there's a massive reservoir, many many pints of water in there the wick takes the water up, keeps the matting damp, and then I can just keep things like my pots of strawberries on this matting, and they've got, again, their own reservoir of water, their own little mini automatic watering system. And the other thing that happens is you get moisture evaporating from this matting during the day, increases humidity, reduces the stress and water on the plants themselves, and also, as I said before, high humidity means less red spider mite around the greenhouse. So there you have it. Some tips and ideas for summer watering or watering at any time of year for that matter. Your borders themselves can be helped by mulching earlier in the year and certainly digging in plenty of compost at planting time. Your pots and containers and baskets need that regular watering. Leave a saucer of water as a reservoir under the pots during hot days. Maybe even set up an automatic watering system. Drip hoses through your borders can help keep those watered or put them around your crops and tomatoes to keep them happy during the summer. There's a time to water and hot weather really is that time. So water sensibly, recycle water from the house wherever you can, get a water butt and save your rain, own rainwater too. That's a really good idea if you can do that. Whatever you do, try and keep your plants happy through summer and enjoy your garden.